Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Aloha, salutations, welcome back into another Motor City Realist. We're uh we're back after a bye week. This is episode five, and we are up and running with all of Lions, Red Wings, and Pistons now. Tigers are out. Um, thanks for joining us today. Mike, how you doing? Good, man. Glad uh we, we didn't intentionally take the bye week off, but we've said it was probably uh for the best. Yeah, and uh Unfortunately, as far as football goes, nothing really got any better. Yes, we'll uh, we'll obviously talk about the Lions. We usually talk heavily about the Lions, uh, but uh, but you know we're gonna we're gonna talk like you said, uh, Pistons, Wings. Um, but overall, I mean, any, any, we always kind of touch base. How, how did things go? I know you went to opening night for the Tampa Bay Bolts, right? Yeah, that was fun. Um, I, was t- I was talking to you a little bit about the fiasco before the show. How? Uh, Start time was a little messed up on the tickets, so uh, got there a little bit after puck drop, which was a shame. But uh, yeah, it was good. They lost; they blew a two nothing lead, but uh, it was fun. It was, it was a good time. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, for those uh, just tuning in, tuning in, I'm sorry, or, or following in previous. Obviously, Zach lives out in Tampa now, uh, born and bred, you know, in, in the Michigan area, so that's why. He and I have come together, but now he's out in Tampa. 
Um, so he's an inherited, uh, you know, a little, a little better sports, uh, organizations, at least at this point, you know, I'll say Tom Brady, we'll see what happens there, but, yeah. but uh, excited, uh, to talk a little bit. Um, we're, we're going to start this week with the Red Wings. That's your bread and butter. Um, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the Pistons, both young teams, a lot of up and coming talent, uh, you know, granted, you know, we're, we're just talking a, a little, little, uh, minute, uh, part of the season, but Zach, how are you feeling about the, the start the Wings are on? Obviously, you know, a hot start. Uh, I think, well, they're losing right now as we record, but only team to have not lost in regulation yet, which is a good sign. I saw that um, <clears throat> Derek Lalonde, a.k.a. Gru, a.k.a. the Penguin, is uh, first <laughs> first Red Wings coach to start his tenure, I think, on a five-game point streak. So that's good. Um, young guys are playing well. Elmer Soderbaum, obviously the big giant, uh, got two goals already. In the young season, Larkin leading. Well, I think he's tied with Perron for goal goal scoring lead now because he scored uh, today's he goal tonight. Yeah, yeah, and um, Kubalik, the other new guy, up top the point. So a lot of good things happening, you know. And and I don't know if you've you've been able to catch a game. I know you're in a weird spot there, geography wise, but um, they're exciting too. Like last year, they were yeah. not an, an exciting team to watch, and and they play some fun hockey now. So it's been it's been a good start, at least. And- and you talk about exciting, obviously. Uh, what is it? They're three zero and two. I think is what it is. Like you said, uh, they yeah. pointed out. But you know, th- this kind of goes back. I think everybody that that has followed the Wings, or even you know, uh, you know, hockey's not as greatly covered on on the big networks. But we go back to that that game uh, a couple nights ago. Um, pretty much everybody's pretty much seen it. Where where Larkin. Uh, pretty much saved that that wide open net and that yeah. that essentially you know that checked that box we got the point for that um and, and again this is a very early in the season but I mean you know something like that and I think I've said it in past you know is Larkin the guy is Larkin the guy that you, you sign long term to, to really uh, be I mean he's the captain but I mean like that leader that you're gonna really rely on and, and and again this is very early but I think plays like that you know going above and beyond and, and just I mean laying out you know, getting that point. I mean, what was yeah. your take from that? I mean, that was, that was, I don't know if you were watching it live at, at the time. I saw it through Twitter and stuff like that, but, but I mean, uh, awesome play. Um, and everyone was like, Oh, that's the play of the year. You know, that, that was like what the second or third game of the season. Yeah. But what was your take on that? I mean, obviously that check that we got the point there. Yeah. That, that, that kind of play to me solidifies why he's got the C on his chest, you know, and, and kind of what you just talked about where, you know, people are kind of wondering to see the guy. And, and I think I even said a couple episodes back, you know, there's still that question mark in the air. You know, is he, can he lead a team to the cup? And, you know, that, that, if, if there's ever a montage of highlights of his career down the yeah. line, that's going to be in there for sure. And it's going to be one of the best ones. Like you said, it, it earned us a point in that game. Save the empty net. We go down, we score the game time goal. We go to overtime. We lose in overtime, but we still get a point. Um, and and it's going to be a topic of discussion because his contract is up after this year. So, yep. you know, there's there's I know a lot of the talks is is not about if it's just about how where's the what's the money going to look like, yeah. um, which I think there's no doubt. There's no doubt he resigns in Detroit. But again, it's going to be how much money. Um, so but to me, yeah, that 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 that's why he's got the Seattle's chest. Um you know, and doing it so early in the season, setting a tone is important. You know, it's it's one thing to do something like that 
when your season's already gone and wasted, but now you're setting a tone for, especially all these new guys and this new team. And, and, and yeah. you got a new coach who's, who's looking for leadership and just, just a huge play. You know, it sucks. Cause the next game we, we, we blow a lead to Chicago in the, in the third period and we give, give a point right back that, but, but at least, you know, at least we got one from that play. I mean, that, that was a great play. Are there any, I mean, obviously that's, that's a bright spot there, but I mean, are there any players that maybe, and, and again, you know, we're early in the season, we, we want to reiterate that uh, because I know how uh, Detroit fans can get when you, when you talk yeah. early about players and stuff <laughs> like that. Are there any guys that maybe stand out to you that, you know, saw them out, you, you know, we talked about that, the, that, that have kind of, wow, you're like, man, I, I knew they were good or they're, or they're really, you know, overperforming. I know well, Bertuzzi's out, what is it, like four to six, four to yeah. six weeks or something like that. Um, but are there any players that have, I mean, from the start of the season or just kind of filled in that have kind of hit the ground running? I feel like, you know, we, we've talked about our goalkeepers and stuff like that in past. You know, that was always kind of a question mark. Are there any players that are kind of playing above above their level or kind of where, you, you know, you, you knew their ceiling was, but they're really coming out firing? Yeah, you mentioned it um, when we were texting, uh, I think after a couple games into the season, um, how the goaltending was looking, you know, a lot a lot sharper than we thought it might. Um I've been impressed with the way that the, the, the goaltending has been going. Um, aside from tonight, obviously it's not going too well. Um, four goals through two periods right now, but, but uh, Dominic Kubelik, I like obviously leading the team in points. He's got the most points since Paul coffee, I think through the first six games for, for a Detroit Red Wing to start a season. So that's promising. Uh, David Perron's shot on the power play is going to be huge for us because that's just another thing that, that, we, we didn't really have in previous seasons a, a power play threat that, that teams had to worry about, and they could kind of play more aggressively on the penalty kill and not get burned by it. And now they've got to at least respect uh, Perron's shot there from from like that Ovechkin-Stamkos area, which is which is huge. Um, and, yeah, like you said, Bertuzzi's out for four to six weeks, so that, that's going to that's gonna hurt. We've also got um, Verona in the player assistance program, so we obviously wish him well, whatever he's going through. And, and, and yeah. you know, he's going to be in, in that program for as long as he needs to be. Um, so, but, but we're out those two guys, and and Lucas Raymond hasn't been playing up to the, the potential that we think he should be playing after his rookie season last year. So um, if he can kick that into gear, I think we could be a dangerous team. Um, and then Bertuzzi comes back, and then if, yeah. we, if we do get Verona back, you know, I, I think we're just that much. The thing is, is that right now we're playing like a playoff team. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I, like you said, Detroit fans love to drink the Kool Aid, so I'm not gonna go out there and say that we are a playoff playoff team. It's early in the season; a lot of things can happen. But but right now we are playing like a playoff team, and and that's just that's that's already a long ways from where we have been over the past few years. And- you know. And I meant to ask you this uh, last week, and I totally forgot about. It. Obviously, Bertuzzi's out for a little bit yet. Are there still the same travel regulations based off of unvaccinated players? And 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 this is I haven't been kept in the loop as far as his situation. I don't know. Uh, do you know anything on that this year? Oh, that is a good question. I actually don't know if there was an update to that because <laughs> because I think he was the only one, wasn't he? he yeah. was the only, so it only yeah. really pertained to him. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look that up after the show. Actually, yeah, I, I, I really don't know. I, I meant to I ask that either. last week, but you know, a player like that, and then and then we talk about you know, um, we, we we still have some. I mean, we, we talk about young talent. I mean, we've got 19, 20 year olds on the roster, but I mean, we've even got. I'm not saying younger talent, but we've got talent in 
the AHL. I mean, we were talking just a little bit ago, you know, um, about players that, you know, they have high hopes for and, and we're in a situation, again, we're not lighting the world on fire. We're having a great start, but we don't need to rush these players along. And we've talked, uh, I think, was it two episodes ago, we talked about, you know, in the next four to five years, which team should be better, uh, we said, between the Lions and, and the Wings. And, again, a very, very small sample size here. But but we said, you know, both of us agreed, the Wings with the talent and everything like that, you know, what's going on. And and we're not saying fast forward five years, but I, but I feel like this is just kind of like a – you know, scratching the surface of, of kind of the talent that we have. You know, it's a long season. There's a lot going on. I, I do see, you know, I, I do you feel like this is a team that all season long, you know, it, it, it's going to be a bear of a season, but, I mean, it's going to be like just a straight, uh, you know, a, a shootout all game long. It's just points. I mean, our defense really – I mean, we've got a lot, of, a lot of finesse, I feel like we talked about. Um, you know, we're not dumping running anymore. Um, so do you feel like it's, it's just going to be a lot of high scoring, even though our, our goalies have actually played pretty decent in the past, you think it's going to be a lot of high scoring affairs and uh, very little defense? I, to be honest, I hope so. Um, <laughs> I, I, I would rather, I would rather watch, you know, six to four or five to three games than, than the old three to one games that we've been so used to the past couple seasons. But it, it seems like to me that our offense has the potential to, at least hang with, with well, games and, that and that, turn into shootouts. Going, you know? Yeah, going back to that game, that Larkin game uh, that we talked about, I was, again, I, I couldn't watch the game, but I was just following it on Twitter. And, and no more than we'd score, you know, they'd score. And I'm like, and then they mm-hmm. just, and I'm like, oh, man, this is kind of going to get away from us. And all of a sudden we're like, I'm like, okay, you know, but just following it through Twitter and not even seeing it live, I was like, man, kind of nervous. Like, I'm like, man, yeah. like, are you kidding me? We're like, and then, you know, like, Again, we talk about Twitter. I, we love our uh, Detroit Twitter. I mean, we're we're part of that. We're, we're Twitter. We're Detroit fans, but you know, we don't get so in deep like some of these players. But it, it's just wild because, like, you know, the Pistons are losing right now. The Wings are losing right now. Both both teams are are, are losing fairly decent. That's the difference, really. What this that's that's a good point because I think that's the the, the biggest difference between this Red Wings team and and the ones. In, in the years of past is that that Larkin play that we talked about where the back check on the empty net in the past, I think Larkin would have been able to do it. Right. But it wouldn't have mattered. We never would have scored the tying goal. After. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what makes this team different is that they went down and they, and then after that they scored the game tying goal. So that, that that's the biggest difference in watching this team, I think. But you talked about the, um, the Pistons youth too. I mean, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, you know, when we when we transition into this new age of basketball, you know, with Kevin Durant, James Harden, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, you know, they're all out, they're all retired, and they're all too old to hang anymore. The Pistons are going to be looking nice, I think. I mean, I don't think anyone's in a better position than the Grizzlies, but still, the Pistons are going to be, as far as the East goes. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, just a quick update, you know, we're down 85-72 right now to the Washington um, but, but yeah, the way we've set the table, you know, I don't think, um, you know, I think Dern was kind of a, a trade. We didn't think he'd get a lot of minutes here and there. And, and, uh, but he was, that was a Memphis boy, wasn't it? Wasn't he? Yeah. Jay I was going to say, I, yeah. I watched him yeah in Memphis and he was, he's always been that athletic freak and, and he's, yeah, he's had some and, impressive you know, he, putbacks already. I don't think they really had high expectations, you know, just get a few minutes there. He, he's played well. Um, you know, tonight he's got 13 minutes, but you got. 18 years uh, old. Bogdanovich bro. is 
is pretty much the biggest, you know, that we get with that, that last minute acquisition that we got, you know, he's yeah. 20, he's got 21 tonight. Um, you know, the big thing that I see, and again, this is through, through Twitter is, you know, everyone loves Ivy, you know, there's that explosiveness. He's, he's been, he's been compared to, to Morant just based off of the explosiveness, not necessarily the dunks, the things that he's doing yet, but you know, Cunningham, um, I think there's a lot of pressure on him, even though, you know, Detroit wants to win so bad. Um, you know, the fans that we talk about, you, you know, you, you talk about the, with the wings, you know, uh, okay. A guy comes in and has a, has a, a great rookie season in a second season. Um, maybe he's not playing up to par and it's like, man, there's a little more pressure where you know, a lot of organizations, man, it takes them three, four years to get going. And here we are talking about, you know, their second season, like, man, they need to go. It's kind of the same thing with Cunningham. Cunningham's got 15 points tonight. Uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, he really, he, he likes to facilitate and get people going, but he needs to get going. So yeah, I know you're, you're not a huge basketball guy and you know, uh, obviously, thank God we don't have to talk about talk about baseball for your sake uh, in this episode. But <laughs> but I, I think it, those are the very real comparisons between the two teams. Like you said, there's tons of of raw talent, tons of tons of young talent. Um, Detroit uh, Lions, you know they they've got talent, but I think there's what they're la- the one thing that they're lacking, which is really weird because. Granted, in Detroit, the Wings, they have a new head coach, for at least for the Wings. But I feel like the, the coaching is, is a glaring weakness for the Lions. And we've kind of talked about that. And, you know, I don't think this past week, which we'll touch on for the Lions, there was actually coaching issues. I just think it was more individual players. But but I think maybe that's the thing. You know, Dwayne Casey maybe is not the best fit for, for the Detroit Pistons and stuff like that. He's, he's an overall good coach. You know, he had great years in Toronto and stuff like that. And we're talking about uh, – I totally forget his name for, for the Wings – um, you know, is yeah, it, this is, on. is this his first NHL gig, uh, head coaching gig? I think head coaching. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I thought, cause he's, he's come up and I thought so, but, but I feel like there's, uh, there are a lot more seasoned coaches to, to deal with this young raw talent and, and be able to really utilize it, how it needs to be for the, uh, for the Pistons. Well, I mean, Pistons and the wings, you know, even though he's yeah. just first head coaching, but he's had some, he's come up the ranks through some, some really good coaching trees and some good teams. Yeah, I think I think um, I think Lalone. I think technically, I said Lalonde earlier in the episode, but I think I heard on TV that he technically wants it pronounced Lalone. So Derek Lalone, I think I think he's, I think Detroit's at that turning point. I mean, they have so much youth, but they also have these players who are ready to, like Larkin um, and Bertuzzi, who are ready to become veterans. That I think he might, you know, I think he might. Be okay. Obviously, he's he's starting out well. We'll see how the season progresses. Um, but like you said, I don't I don't know much about the type of coach that Dwayne Casey is. Um, I I don't think they really ever had expectations in for the Pistons, at least for the no. past few. And, and again, yeah, done, I and, felt like yeah, we had a good draft. So again, Detroit gets all excited. They think two people are going to take you to the championship. It's kind of the same thing with the Lions. The Lions have had good drafts, but. There's so so many glaring weekend weaknesses where you're seeing what the wings and, and the X factor the X factor is yeah what, what Ryan McCarthy jumping on here. I knew he was to, going he to he has to throw up a comment four one devil second intermission we, we know Ryan uh, friend of the show he was on last week talked to Jets <laughs> um, we'll, we'll talk about that as well but but I, I think uh, you know the there's with the wings, the the one feather in the cap, which everybody knows, but you kind of don't talk about it, is Stevie Y, man. I mean, this guy is brilliant. 
in I think you can't say it enough. I mean, he's he's assembled this team. He's got the young talent. I mean, the past the past couple of drafts, have you been like, like right when draft was happening, were you like really really happy with things? Where you're like, this guy's a stud, or you like, okay, okay, maybe I'll feel it out. See what these young kids, or were you just like, until you really knew these players, were you like, wow, we really hit a home run with these guys, or were you really following these guys? Yeah, as far as like the NHL draft, you mean? Yeah, yeah, NHL. yeah. Um, well, I noticed a trend that like Stevie loves the Swedes. Right, so he's picking all these guys who are playing for. I shouldn't say all, but but a handful of these guys are playing for the same team overseas. Yeah. So I don't know what kind of hand he's got in what pot with this team <laughs> o- overseas, but he's basically like hiring this team to farm up his players that he's drafting, you know, at a young age, and he trusts, I guess, this one team to develop players, and it seems to be working out. I I, I think. Um, you know, I don't know if you remember the names, but like Casper and Wallander and um, I think Casper was our first round pick last year, or I guess this, this most recent draft. And then we have Wallander and then we have, um, um, I think Niederbach might be on that same team or maybe he's in Grand Rapids now, but there's three guys because I look at their stats every day. These guys, they're, they're playing in season right now. And, um, you know, they're, they're putting up, they're putting up goals and assists every game and it's it's <clears throat> I don't know I I need to look further into it but I don't know how to say it. it's R O G L E is the name of the team Rogel or Rugel I don't know how that Euro- European accent gets thrown in there but that's the team that Stevie Y is getting all his guys from and I don't I don't know And, and do you know there. do you know without putting it on the spot cuz I don't know does this go back to Tampa too like did he was he picking those players you know when he that's was there question. too kind of from the- that is a good That's, question. I mean, because he built that. I don't think he drafted. I don't think he was there when Stamkos was drafted. But all those guys that make Tampa good were drafted by by Tampa. They built through the draft. Like it was Braden Point, yeah. Nikita Kucherov, Stamkos, Sergachev, Vasilevsky. I don't know how many of those guys Iserman drafted, but that would be that would be interesting to look into. But yes. Anyway, so so uh, so obviously, like we said, uh, the updates four to one. Devils second intermission. Still got a lot of hockey to play. Ryan Ryan McCarthy jumping in our comments here. Uh, you know the Wings can score, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here. But uh, but moving on, we'll, we'll talk a little more Pistons uh, again. Um, as you know, uh, you know Zach is, is the hockey guy. Um, Zach and I can both talk about football. Uh, I'm probably a little more well versed on baseball. In basketball, I follow it, um, but we're just this show is about Detroit sports, just the stuff we're passionate about. And there's a lot of a lot of tangibles, a lot of things that are very familiar. I mean, I guess very similar when you look at these these teams, uh, the way they're built, the young talent, the, the the prospects, you know, different things coming up. But again, I kind of go back to the head coaching. Right now, we're down uh, to the Wizards, eighty seven seventy seven. Right now, ten points, about ten ten forty five left in the fourth. Um, you know, again, Bogdanovich, uh, he's got 21, um, you know, uh, I, 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 I mean, we don't have a true, I don't think like a true big center when we're starting, we're, we're starting Isaiah Stewart, uh, you know, Bay, obviously Cunningham, Ivy, those guys, uh, a lot of, a lot of, uh, talent there, but, but overall, I, I think there was more expectations this year for the Lions than there were the Pistons, and I think most people yeah. w- would say that. But I think because Detroit uh, Pistons hit on a lot of draft picks, there was a lot more hype around the Pistons. I think overall, I mean, 
overall, I mean, Detroit Detroit fans going into every season are really feeling good. Hard Knocks gave us an all-time high for the Lions. The draft for the Pistons gave us an all-time high. Same thing with the Wings, you know, a lot of talent. But I think I think more so with the Wings, we knew we had a good up-and-coming team, but we're still a few years off. So yeah. the start for the Wings is really something to kind of get around. I feel like, you know, if you're a, if you're a Detroit fan, you're a Detroit fan through and through for every every sport, you know. Whether you're casually watching the Wings, casually watching the Pistons, the Lions, it kind of trickles down. You kind of you kind of want to find one you really want to grasp onto. So I feel like a lot of people are gravitating towards the Wings. And it's like, you know, are you one of those Lions fans that you're like, oh, I'm just I'm just waiting for the letdown. I'm waiting for the letdown. And and you know, uh, you know, we we've seen them. They're they're young. They're giving up a lot of goals. Uh, they're scoring a lot of goals. There's a lot of I, I think. You know, to go to a game, I think that'd be exciting. I haven't been to Little Caesars. Have you gone to Little Caesars yet? Yeah, one time yeah. I've been. For I, I haven't been there. Um, obviously, I, I went to the Joe late before uh, before they moved, but I want to get there. Um, I guess real quick, I, I don't how I don't know year wise. You don't have to tell me either, but roughly, what would you think? Where Tampa Bay plays in Little Caesar is Tampa Bay uh, Stadium? Is that pretty old or is that re- relatively new? Uh, yes, I actually think that the Tampa Bay, somebody schooled me on this the other day here in the city because I guessed like a few years and somebody said that that arena has been there since like 98 or something like that. And so is it a pretty nice facility? It's not, bro. That's, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> I should have known. I should have known just because I walk through those halls all the time, right? I go to all those games, but it's it's pretty run down. Like you go to Little Caesars and it feels like a palace compared to, to Amelie Arena here. In and they say like if you go to Little Caesars, like you literally like even if you went to a game and didn't watch any of the game and just walked around, you literally couldn't you couldn't go into every room in that building because yeah. there's so much, it's there's so much going on. I, I've never been. Is, is there like a nightclub and stuff like that in there or something like that? Oh God, I don't know about all that. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm booming. I was there with my parents, man. I wasn't checking out on that. Oh yeah, there you go. So, (laughs) (laughs) but anyway, so that that's the uh, not a lot to talk about the Pistons right now as as they're losing expectations on the season. They're not. Would you say? Would you? Would you think it's fair to say though that the Pistons had the of the Detroit teams they had the lowest expectations this year? Yeah, but I but I think I think quite frankly, based off the roster. And you talk about, you know, it's funny you talked about Larkin being like a vet. You know, you talk about, I think they have the most, the second most vets as opposed to the Lions, you know, and obviously the Tigers. But, and we're talking vets that are in like their late 20s. Yeah. You know, and so I think they're more of a season team. Uh, again, you know, we, we've we've moved some people around. In, in, in the Pistons, you know, there's a lot of gelling they still have to do. There, You bring these new kids in. Absolutely. And, and I feel like you go back to international hockey and stuff like that. I feel like that's – they've always been like light years uh, above us. But then, you know, it always, it always comes down to like, uh, you know, Canada and stuff like that differently. I feel like that's why Larkin being, you know, an American-born, you know, obviously a Michigan native um, – you know, it's cool to see, but I always feel like, you know, those, those, those international players like start when like they, they don't even walk, they can, they just start yeah. skating, you know, yeah. it's like, I feel like they're always a leg up on us. So when you're, you're finding that talent pool and, and streaming from, that's why I think the whole Larkin thing, I saw somebody uh, tweet last night was 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you are looking for the highest level of Lincoln luxury, look no further than Woodhouse Lincoln, Nebraska's exclusive Lincoln Black Label dealer. With advantages that extend beyond the driver's seat, your Lincoln Black Label SUV will be immersed in innovative technologies, luxurious interior amenities, and effortless maintenance. With Lincoln pickup and delivery, our knowledgeable sales team will curate the Lincoln SUV fit for your lifestyle. Explore the four Lincoln Black Label themes in your inventory online at woodhouselincoln.com. It says, what is it? Uh, it says, uh, Larkin is the best American born player currently in the NHL. And then someone else wrote underneath it, it said, ever. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like laughing. I was like, cause you know, I mean, there has been a lot of American talent, but it's few and far between based off of the international players. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, it, it, I almost want to say that if you're American and you're in the NHL, like you're there because you're fast, like that, you're never going to have the handles or the, the, this, the, the, footwork that the Europeans have like they like you said they do that like before they're in a cradle yeah it, it's it's uh it's oh there you go is that is that or, I mean I'm sorry Ryan uh posted a comment there it's pronounced roglu 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 rogla I'm reading that as rogla right rogla Ryan, our resident resident uh, uh, hockey interns, so we appreciate. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Right? Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, uh, yeah. So so we'll get into uh, while while Ryan is in the comments. You know, we had Ryan on two weeks ago, um, and basically uh, that was after the uh, oh who did we play? That was a horrible oh, the Patriots, right? That Zappa uh, just just roasted us. So we wanted to talk about. You know, teams as as they're coming up, you know, there was a lot of comparison between the Jets, the the Lions, and and you know how the the Jets are kind of transcending. Which uh, you know, I, you hate to see what happened to Brees Hall this this past weekend, uh, torn in the ACL. They have a lot of momentum, but we had Ryan on the show, and it's funny because I, I meant to send you this. Act Ryan wrote an article, and uh, one of the video players in the article that came up on the very bottom, it said Lions fans mad that the Jets are taking the next step and that, and that they aren't, it was just like, really, this was like literally after our episode, but, uh, but yes, uh, getting into the lions, uh, kind of the bread and butter of the show, uh, of the, uh, the Twitter nation that we follow and stuff like that. One pride, um, uh, another lackluster performance. Uh, I, I feel very much in past. There's been a lot of coaching issues, a lot of, a lot of head scratching issues, but this, I, I feel like this loss was, was a hundred percent on the players. I know you didn't have a chance to check in on this because uh, you were busy, but I know you keep up with the box score and stuff like that. Oh yeah, um, I, I've I've defended golf. I, I've said he's playing uh, out of his mind. The past two games, he's uh, with the Patriots and now the Cowboys. He hasn't. Granted, the Cowboys have uh, uh, an amazing defense, but um, you know, I I'm not going to say you know two weeks in you know I'm, I can't defend the golf and defend golf anymore but there's a lot of things going on you know St. Brown went out with a concussion Swift didn't even play you know now the Lions faithful are saying oh should we should we trade Swift should we do this and I'm like like this this is what happens week after week it's just a snowball effect like maybe we get a win here and, and we write the ship and 
and I shouldn't even say right the ship because there is no right in the ship. You know, we, we, we predicted 10, we predicted nine wins. Now I, I'm with you, Zach there. I, I think you said two weeks ago, maybe we're doing a repeat of last season, three wins. Um, yeah. I think Max, we're looking at four wins. Um, it, 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 I think strength of schedule in the off season, we had one of the easiest schedules. Now, based off of win percentage, we have one of the hardest, hardest uh, schedules uh, from here on out based off this year. Um, I know, you again, you didn't watch the game, but what was your takeaway? Just kind of checking things. I know you, you scroll through the comments and stuff. What did what did you uh, kind of take away from the that game, and, and what are your thoughts? My biggest thing is this is back-to-back games now without a touchdown after we were the highest-scoring offense. Yes. So <laughs> I know you're giving Goff some heat. We're going to throw it at, uh, what's his name, Ben Johnson, right? Um, ben Johnson. Was doing killer, like we said, first few weeks. Something, to, I don't know if Bill Belichick exposed us and, and Dallas just watched the tape and was like, yep, okay, now we know how to how to keep them out of the end zone. The interceptions obviously aren't good. I think, um, let me let me, let me me throw this at you because I read, I skimmed through an article today while I was at work. I was bored and... Uh, I read some uh, read some people talking about should the Lions take a uh, shot at Mac Jones um, just because the whole you know quarterback controversy in New England they got Zappy in the wings who at least the fans seem to like you know Bill Belichick's got respect for Detroit probably would be willing to wheel and deal with Detroit Mac Jones has still got you know rookie contract left Goff's turning the ball over left and right. You know, is this something that that the Lions might be interested in? Um, curious if you would be interested in having Mac Jones at the helm. I know Brad Holmes, our GM, is hell bent on building the team through the draft, so that would be kind of counter counterintuitive, especially since you've got some some quarterbacks coming up through the draft pretty soon. That that if we're tanking, that we would have a pretty good shot at. Um, but I, I just thought that was interesting. I, the, the article didn't really take one stance or the other. It was just kind of weighing the pros and cons and, and kind of said that they'd be better off without Jones, but just curious what your thoughts on that would be. I mean, it, it's funny because, you know, I was in a group chat with, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of Boston guys in the old, uh, belly up, uh, group chats and, uh, uh, actually, Parker Ainsworth, uh, he's a Texan guy, which actually Zappa is from Texas, uh, I think, originally. And um, so they always pull heavily for him. But but needless to say, um, you know, when that happened, I thought, God, man, I, I wouldn't mind uh, a Mac Jones, uh, you know, player. I, I don't feel like Patricia, and it's funny to go back to this, I feel like what the game that Patricia was calling for Mac Jones and Zappa were two totally different games. I think they were giving them, uh, you know, there's different rollouts, different reads, different different things that he was giving to one player and not the other player. So it was kind of weird. But um, yeah, I mean, I would I would be all all for it. Um, but I, I, basically, what it boils down to is, you know, you're not going to pay a quarterback thirty one million dollars a year. I think he's I think golf is like the third or fourth highest paid per year. Um, to sit the bench, you know, I mean, he's, he, yeah. he started the season. He's got the under his belt. The start of the season is the best offense, you know, lit it up. Granted, he's had two, two eggs. I, I feel like very, very often like ben, ben Johnson, you know, he came into the league. He was a new, a new guy. I feel like this goes back. This goes to like pitchers and stuff like that. 
like the first time through the rotation, if it, if it's a young guy and, he, and he's dealing, like it takes a little bit for the for the hitters to really figure you out. So you look really good like the first few games or the first few times through, but then pitchers start to watch tape on you and they're like, okay, they're doing this, they're doing this. And I think it's kind of one of those things, you know, the NFL's catching up to us where I think that's what I think we really are not good at. We can't go in. I, I feel like, I mean, every week we're we're either leading by halftime or we're we're at least in the game, and then we come out of we come out of halftime. We make no adjustments. We our, our coaching staff is so young. I go back to that all the time. Again, this is not a, a, a two year thing. This is a process. They're committed to it. Um, you know, it, it's hard because I think people like Dan Campbell, but when you're losing his his oh gee golly go you know his his personality really can kind of rub you the wrong way but then when you're winning you know it's like okay you know so that that's that's the uh the detroit persona i guess uh but uh i i wouldn't mind on mac jones like you said it's a that's a cheap contract but no way they would i mean no way they would unload him to us for yeah i mean really anything and, and like i said they're committed to golf i'm really tired of of seeing, I, I I just don't see any way that they're going to draft a quarterback next year unless it's the late rounds. Like I just don't see it. You're you still got so much money wrapped up in golf. He's young. They're going to play him. Now they're talking about, or not. I shouldn't say they are. The, the fans are talking about. Well, Swift is always hurt. Maybe we really need to draft a running back. I'm like, like, I, I feel like we're the most out of touch fan base in the entire NFL. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> yeah. Also, not a part of all these other uh, fan bases. So I could, I, although I have seen Brown's Twitter and that gets pretty bad. It's funny because we've never, as, as a, as a fan base, Alliance fan base has never experienced success. So it's funny to think that people would know what the recipe is for yeah. it. Like we've never seen it. We don't know what it is, but so we, uh, we've run all the talent out of town that we possibly could have. So it's like, stop. And it's, but, really I mean, just like, it's frustrating that we talked about like, our offense was there at the beginning, right? The first few weeks, and our defense couldn't match it. And then now yeah. we're we're getting stops, but our yeah, offense it's, it's put like, the ball in the end zone, and we can't. If our play defense it. could have played, if our defense could have even played like this when we when we started the yes. season, we would have three or four wins. Yeah, and then our offense played like it was. Now you know we, who knows where we could be. It's just frustrating. We can't play a complete team game and. You know, part of that feels like it might be around coaching. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we just. But, uh, let me let me ask you this. So so obviously, you know, all the feel goods coming out of season, hard knocks. Everyone loved Detroit. You know, we want one and one to start the season. We were sitting pretty, um, had the best offense. You know, then we run into the Patriots. Oh, okay, we need to regroup after the bye. Um, you know, if we lose that game, there's got to be changes. No changes made. We knew Dallas was going to be a hard game, you know, one of the best defenses. Uh, again, uh, outside of the offense, not not scoring, you know, that I don't think it was a horrible game for the defense. You know, I uh, oh, Jeff Okuda is like – I thought you, you were – bro, I was waiting for you to mention. You, you want to talk about a player that – I mean, granted, rightfully so, a lot of people are talking about him, like finally earning his stripes after injury-plague seasons. Um, he's, he's one of my Buckeyes, you know. I, I know that that hurts for – for people to hear, but uh, you know, I, I'm not saying those couple games make it all right, but I feel like, man, they're they're doing different things with him. He he showed that. Um, but but what do you what are your takes on some of these old players that played for this regime for for Dan Campbell or maybe didn't make the roster? And, and I mean, uh, the the Tyrell Crowley. I know I sent you 
um, the, the tweet here and, oh yeah, you got her up. So, so basically he, he, I, I, he's been very vocal. I think he ended up getting cut and what it came down to is the training staff didn't diagnose him right is is what he's saying didn't diagnose him right did more damage now he's got like you know he's not in the league anymore he's he's can't play he's he's claiming this is more long term because we didn't do it but basically what he says is you know you mean to tell me the coach whose entire personality is letting you know their caffeine intake and use a million words to say nothing coherent ain't it especially when you have one of the best o-lines at your disposal and then you talk about a player just getting roasted. And I went through, and, they, and pretty much everybody just said, you're, you're salty, dude. Because I think Tyrell Crosby, he, he was drafted. He was never a starter to, right off the rip. He came out of Oregon. And then he played some games, but he really hasn't played any football since. And I, I think, I, I, like I said, I don't know what happened. Uh, maybe an injury claim here or there. But, uh, but, you know, I feel like he's one of the few players that has kind of – really, really been outspoken. I feel like everybody else has kind of embraced Campbell in that, uh, that coaching staff. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about kind of the, the training staff, the strength conditioning with a lot of our players getting hurt. You know, do you feel like he's kind of scratching the surface on something or is he just kind of, you know, just kind of using a, a losing start to the season to, to kind of pile it on? Yeah, man. Um, I, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't know, uh, well, you when you sent this to me, you, you DM'd me this tweet. I had no idea who this guy was. Not not a <laughs> single clue. Um, haven't looked him up, so I still don't know. I don't even know when he was drafted. Don't know how old he is. But I did see I did see him get ripped apart in the replies and the comments. People telling him he's just salty because he never could make it. Blah blah blah. I'm like in my head, I'm like I'm not surprised. You know, I never heard of this guy, so he probably didn't make it. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't. I I don't really know. I don't understand what he what his angle is here, like other than trying to stir the pot, I guess. Yeah, and, and that and that's the thing. Like looking through, and he even he even said in his comments, he says, "You know, no, I'm good." He's like, "I want this team to win. I I, I want the fans to experience it." He goes, and I appreciate them essentially drafting me. So it's just it is weird. Like I don't, yeah, well, I, don't I don't understand get, the point outside of him being cut from the team. Like I don't understand. And, and it's not like we have insider information. Uh, Maybe this is why he but, was cut, bro. Maybe he's just a toxic person. I don't know. I mean, and, and yeah, you never know. But I mean, pretty much just everybody lighting him up. But, but uh, in a different note, so so Detroit media. I don't know if you know much Detroit media or if you follow much Detroit media. There's a there was something actually last night too. I think last night or two nights ago. Um, there's a I, I would say a newer company. I think like. Um, uh, Joyke Bell and, and a couple other players actually worked at Woodward Joy Sports. <laughs> so, so Woodward Sports is like a, a it's like a homegrown kind of network that people are uh, gravitating to. But they they have some really really uh, off base, almost like fans that are just like some of these guys. And, and I I meant to send you the the tweets because that's what I wanted to talk about was th- this guy. He's just like. He, he's on a show and he gets just like so over the top yelling, screaming, going crazy. I forget his name, Ahmed or something like that. But the Twitter was just roasting him out to see. But, uh, but it's just like, that's what I don't get. Like th- this fan base, like I get it. We're, we're dying for something for, for someone to be successful for, for a team to win. Um, again, we're, we're in 
the first two years of a six-year potential rebuild based off a contract. You know, Brad Holmes, I feel like I feel like every year we, we kind of miss out on our second-round pick. You know, our second-round picks kind of don't really do a whole lot. Um, but I feel like we fit, you know, Pascal played the other night, or I mean on, on Sunday. And I saw some, uh, some Lions fans say that uh, in his first quarter, he's already produced more than Michael Brockers ever did for the entire uh, couple, couple of years that he's been with the Lions. So productivity's down for him. But, but overall, I mean, uh, we, we've talked about this. I mean, we, we continue to talk about, uh, you know, hard knocks and stuff like that. But, I mean, expectations. I mean, do you think the expectations, like we said, for the Lions – were the highest, then the Pistons, then the Wings are kind of down here, and you know the Wings are winning, so people are like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." You know, I mean, there's a lot of young talent, but I mean, would you would you kind of gauge that as kind of where we expected things? I, I think so. I mean, I've, like you said, there's people drinking the Kool Aid for the Lions with Hard Knocks and all that stuff, so maybe their expectations were a little inflated. It is nice to see the Red Wings winning games because we had this expectation, you know, new coach and, and we got some guys in free agency. If we would have started the season like Oh, four and one, you know, it would have been like, Oh shit, here we go. Another year of this in Detroit, but at least we got something to cheer about and hopefully it keeps going. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. And the lions got, who do we got next? Is it, isn't it Miami? Yeah. Miami, which is another uh, tall task. You know, yeah, I mean, get, we're about to get wiped off that field. <laughs> Spoken like a true slappy Lions. Bro, remember, remember, like the first two weeks we were making predictions, like Lions are going to win. Now, now I'm like, I'm scared to give them double digit points. Yeah, it is very easy based off of the numbness that we felt for the past twenty years. And again, you know, there's fans that have felt it for fifty years, and 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 I love those fans because they're like, well, I felt it for fifty years. That's thirty more years than your pain. Like, okay, dude, like either way, you know. Yeah, neither of us but, have seen it. Like, yeah, I, I understand, but I mean, so so basically. Before we get into our, our uh, roundtable topic, quick, what we, we've talked about this with with the wing. I mean, I'm sorry, with the Lions. I don't need like a record for the Wings, but uh, do you think they are a end of the season? They're a playoff. I mean, even if they just make the playoffs, not saying they're going to go deep, but do you think they're a playoff team? I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say they're going to be fighting for a bubble. Like they're going to be on the bubble with like ten games to go. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they fell short of that bubble, but at the same time, Tampa has struggled to start. And uh, to be honest, I don't know off the top of my head how well Boston's doing right now, but um, Florida didn't look like they were super strong either. So who knows, man? I mean, again, do you, do you think, but do you think there is a team that's just going to run away with these? No, I would have thought that Toronto was going to, but um, they got beat by Vegas. They also lost to the Coyotes, so they just might be the same old Maple Leafs that they have been. Um, speaking of speaking of Vegas, that that team came in, they kind of lit the world on fire. In the sense that I feel like every year they're just kind of regressing, like worse and worse. Yeah, yeah, they're going through some cap trouble. Um, is that what it is already? Yeah, I think they spent a whole bunch of money being a contender right at the gate, and then now they're like having issues with contracts, and they're like barely fielding a competent team on the like as far as like line three and four go you know i I don't know (laughs) but all right well a great great uh great hockey talk this episode we we always uh you know dive into to football (laughs) obviously the past couple weeks we took the bye week or yeah we took the bye week off um you know not a lot to talk about not a lot to talk about coming back from the bye week we'll see what miami brings us 
But um, getting into our, our last segment here, um, you know, kind of our round table, we just talk about anything in, in the news, anything in sports. Uh, we usually bring something to the table. Zach, anything uh, just kind of burning, any, anything that you saw that you wanted to, to touch on, to bring up? We kind of just kind of throw, throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, I'm not sure that I have anything burning that – oh, oh, I know what I could touch on because I've been a LeBron fan ever since he's been in the league. I like LeBron, but they started 0-3. I don't know if they've played a fourth game since I checked, but they started 0-3. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen out there in L.A. Um, obviously, Westbrook sucks. I've seen him airball so many shots. Um I don't know, man. It's, it's LeBron's 20th year. He's obviously a absolute ridiculously – athletic specimen of a human um doing this for 20 years at the level and he's still he's still putting up numbers yeah, yeah. his team's not I mean, winning but getting 30 before yeah you know. yeah and so i don't know i'm really it's to the point where i'm curious what his legacy is going to look like because obviously we're much 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 closer to the bookend of his career than than we are is this like a, in the middle do you feel like this is like a brett Favre thing like Early on, I mean, he was a gunslinger. He lit the world on fire, and you know, he had his his runs, and then he just kind of bounced around towards the end, and it was just kind of irrelevant. And then he just kind of rode off yeah. into the sun. Yeah, shit. It might be like it's basically what Matt Ryan did. I mean, look at him; he's benched now, and we yeah, might we might be seeing Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers going down that that path too. I don't know. Yeah, it, it'll it'll be uh, you know. <laughs> speaking of Tom Brady, I totally forgot. So. Um, that's, that, that's one thing I, I could plug here. So, so over on the, uh, the belly up sport, um, uh, merch site, there is a, uh, uh, a t-shirt that Zach, Zach didn't necessarily design, but he came up with the concept. Is that shirt live? And you post that thing on there. What's that? <laughs> is that yeah, shirt so, live? Um, like we can buy that shirt? Yes. I should have, I should have, <laughs> uh, brought the picture up. We'll, we'll tweet it out later, but, uh, what do, what do we do? X's and O's before hoes or something yep, like that. Yep. X's and O's uh, basically hoes. just him pre- pledging his allegiance to the NFL and uh, in return getting divorced out of it. So uh, <laughs> overall, you're, you're obviously in Tampa. What, what's the what's the local media in Tampa saying about that team or Tom Brady? It's not good. Um, the team looks like a mess. Uh, the defense is embarrassing. People are basically embarrassed by the by the lack of effort that the defense is showing, and then. Like Tom said, people just aren't executing on offense. I don't know. I, I don't know. You probably didn't catch any of that game against the Panthers, but well, no, um, I I did see. I mean, he had a bomb to, to wide open Mike Evans yes, that bro. dropped yeah. a touchdown, like second play of the game, bro, and he drops it wide open. Would have been an easy touchdown. They don't score a touchdown after that. Like it was like it was like as soon as that happened, the entire Buck sideline was like, nah, just let all the air out. Not worth it today. <laughs> That's embarrassing, bro. For the people here, obviously, I don't care. I'm a, I'm a Detroit. Fan. Especially for a team that has struggled to find its identity offensively. Where I mean, I, I was watching the game, and, and and I go back to fantasy football. I got him as my fantasy fantasy uh, quarterback, and, and it's like, man, he just he just doesn't get it done points wise. But he's throwing the ball forty seven to fifty times a game. Yeah, and and he's gonna get you a few points just just based off that alone, completions and yardage. But you know, he didn't get any touchdowns, so it, it's uh it's it's kind of crazy to see, but I mean, you know, I don't necessarily see, you know, is there that really that big of a drop off from last year to this year based off of his physical conditioning, different things, you know, obviously there's a lot going on in his life that's playing out. So, so it'll be interesting, but, uh, but um, be, be, before I go, I do want to talk about one thing and this is totally out of spec. 
and, and you may not even follow this because I don't follow this at all. I just listen, I heard it on the radio this morning. So I don't even know. Does he call himself Kanye West? Does he call himself Ye? Yeah. I don't, I don't know who the guy is, but this dude is like off his rocker right now. <laughs> Basically, you know, he called out a bunch of Jews like not too long ago. Um, and, and, you know, Adidas, Adidas and them were kind of going back and forth. Well, he hired, I believe, Johnny Depp's lawyer to go after Adidas because they're having issues. Well, she just pretty much, can you fire a client? She just said, Oh, I'm not going to represent you after this, this, this Jewish anti-Semitic, whatever he kind of said the other day. And then Adidas says, Hey, we're, we're dropping you and, and we're pretty much dropping you today. And we're writing you your last check today. And you're not getting any more from us. They pretty much just said, boom, production's done. Everything is out there. So I, I, if I was a fly on the wall and this dude's like crib right now, like just knowing, um, you know, what, what's going to happen. It's just going to be funny to see uh, what, what happens, you know, in in the media. I feel like a guy, yes, yes. There's big money behind this. She's central. So you want to start a a green Bay show. we'll, We'll get you on here. So, um, but, but lots of sponsorships, lots of viewers. So, uh, anybody kind of seeing my, uh, cha- change the script right there. We had uh, a comment coming from YouTube, but, but yes, uh, Kanye West, uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, how, how rich can you be? How off your rocker can you be? I, I, I mean, you, have you heard about any of this stuff that's going on? No, man, I got, I got some, uh, I got some friends who good are for like, you. No, like, good for you. You haven't heard it. Thank God. Yeah. I had to listen to it on the radio and I'm just thinking to myself, like, am I really surprised? Like at, at this kind of stuff? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I I've heard like he literally will like do like pop-up concerts or like sell out arenas and they'll show up like two hours late. Money will do things to you, bro. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, and don't get me wrong. There's no, you know, we, we don't see that kind of money. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we're seeing, you know, some big money for the show, like, like that cheese, cheese central just asked yeah, us, but uh, not enough to show up two but, hours uh, late though. Yes. But yes, we're always on time, even if it's a few minutes, you know, but uh, you know, sometimes we're a little early, but, uh, but either way, that's, that's what I want to touch on. Zach, anything else you want to add before we head out? Um, Yeah. One quick thing. Cause this cheese central guy popped in. He, I mean, this is that green Bay education, bro. He doesn't even know how to spell paid. Look at that. I mean, I have to throw some shade at Green Bay. <laughs> you just can't do that, man. We're just gonna—he's gonna report and block us now. Man, <laughs> so. But uh, anyways, before we head out of here, check us out. Um, uh, obviously, on Twitter, we're at uh, uh, Motor City Real R E A L. Um, find us on there. That's where we do a lot of our our, our content. Uh, follow us. We're building up a following. Uh, we're live every uh, Tuesday at eight thirty p.m. Eastern time here on YouTube and Twitter. Check us out on YouTube. Jump in the comments, different things. But uh, but uh, yeah, Zach, I'm glad we got uh, got through the bye. Uh, uh, we we endured another loss. We'll see what uh, again Miami brings us, uh, and uh, we'll uh, game plan from there. Yeah, I'll take 15 more tackles out of Jeff Okuda. That'd be cool. There you go. So, but uh, anyways, on behalf of myself, Mike, and my co-host here, it's Zach Mack. Check us out. Find us on Twitter. We appreciate you guys tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. Ciao, ciao.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 